in a world where the road to truth is muddied with faith, euphemisms, and pretty much blatant lies, there lives a weary traveler, a seeker of ultimate truth based on logic and reason. My name is Kai. I'm the tortured orator. Welcome to my podcast, Logical Poet, Poetry, and Uncomfortable Truths. On this podcast, we will feature my poetry, influential poetry of others, philosophical discussion, psychological discussion, and mathematical discussion. Really, no topic is safe. I will even bring in various guests. I hope to create an interactive community with you all and hope you enjoy tuning in. I know I'm going to rustle some feathers with this, but that's why you're here, because you like to be roughed up a bit and forced to think outside your current paradigm. Thinking on this truly roughed me up a bit, albeit for about two seconds, but the truth is undeniable, and it doesn't care if you believe in it or not. It just is. Okay, all you sapio masochists out there, the uncomfortable truth is karma is a metaphysical phenomenon that doesn't exist. I know a a lot of New Age spiritual types like to apply their own meaning and interpretations onto karma for their own personal spiritual growth. And the mental gymnastics you perform and how you redefine reality to fit your own psyche isn't my business. But that type of individual would, in order to join in any uh, intellectual or logical debate, succumb to the original Hindu fundamental interpretation of karma. This uncomfortable truth applies towards the original fundamentalist interpretation of karma. The word karma directly, literally, means action. However, the word karma has never been historically literal action. Karma is a concept, an idea, i.e. a noun. The fundamentalist original Hindu meaning of karma was action and intent. Action is one thing, intent is another. Action and intent is karma, which isn't fate itself, but a person's action and intent. The action and intent, karma, of a person determine the fate of a reborn soul. Karma was used to ensure good rebirth, and bad karma was the uh, used as the threat of, of bad rebirth. So karma was used to ensure good rebirth, and bad karma as the threat of bad rebirth giving a sort of conditional free will to the participants in this collective thought. Fundamentalist Hinduism did not believe in uninhibited free will. And put to the test of simple reason and logic, there is uninhibited free will. There isn't some wishy-washy type of conditional free will that's based on whether or not someone has done good or bad according to some predetermined paradigm that they're following. Karma is really nothing more than a psychological conditioning for control of a population of minds, and nothing more. Karma is completely imaginary, it's made up, 
it's a completely made up imaginary f- metaphysical concept and it doesn't exist. Um, this is the uncomfortable truth of today. Karma does not exist. Today, we will discuss how someone like you can use logic to deduce this. Almost every week, I attend a youth center, or at least I used to. See, I was uh, homeless, and I was living in a really cool, uh, groovy, I shall say, 1970s camper van that I named Gideon. So I was uh, homeless. I was technically a beach bum living on the streets of Venice Beach, California. And while during my stay there, um, almost every week, I attended a youth center. Here, I tended to have friendly debates with an intuitive fellow about karma. He often says that he uh, feels lucky, that karma is on his side, or that he has good karma. Whenever he or those around him experiences something he defines as positive, he blames karma. Uh, Once, he even went as far to say that he believes a paraplegic person must have done something to someone's legs in another life to be unfortunate enough to be born that way. The good news is each debate ends with him losing more and more faith in karma. And see, that's a big win for reason and a big step for him and his inner growth. Firstly, during our debates, I tell him Karma doesn't exist, but only our will. There is no objective morality and no grand jury force passing judgments and giving rewards or punishments for our actions. Ultimately, there is no fate, but there is free will. And as I discussed earlier in the um, when I was explaining the fundamentalist interpretation, uh, the original fundamentalist interpretation of uh, karma, karma gives a, a person um, a conditional type of free will. So basically, there's only so much that you have control over. Your fate is determined by preordained actions uh, and whether those actions measure up to be good or bad. Um in the face of whatever governing paradigm you choose to follow. Um, But in reality, the uncomfortable truth is we have free will. And really, this isn't as uncomfortable for some to, to believe, but to believe it or not, most people subscribe to any type of religion, whether that's Eastern religion or Western religion, like Christianity or Muslim or things like that, or Judaism, uh, those absolutely, those, those, um, philosophies of thought or those religions, they actually proclaim that there is no free will and that the their God determines the course of all human life uh, on planet Earth. And, and uh, Eastern religion basically gives a, a conditional free will, like, oh, yes, well, you can do good and bad things, um, and your actions determine your fate. Um, but in reality, uh, we, there, there is free will. Uh, there is not going to be any magical force 
that stops you from doing X, Y, or Z. And if you do X, Y, or Z and someone is hurt by your actions, um, you just have to live with that um, action that you've done and so does the other person. That person doesn't get any reward for suffering and you don't get any punishment for committing a crime when we think transcendentally. So um, you, basically the concept of free will, which I'll definitely have to cover this in another episode, um, the, the, I'll definitely have to cover the uncomfortable truth of free will, but basically uh, we're going to stick to karma for now, but just know that there is free will and there is no uh, objective morality. Uh, which means that ultimately karma's nice and pretty to think of wishing and hoping that the bad people are punished and the good people are rewarded, but reality doesn't work that way. Uh, so let's go on and continue with uh, karma. So what we find with this free will is that we will or we choose literally to do one thing or another. Things don't just happen onto us. Uh, I explain this is done through pure will and thought. What we are doing mathematically um, during the in this mental process is we're literally collapsing wave functions in an eternal unfolding of present nows, which if you all stay along with me uh, through subsequent episodes, I'll definitely have um, some really great uh, mathematicians that are pioneering a new type of science as guests uh, on the show so that they can actually explain this more to you. But we literally collapse wave functions in what is uh, can be described as a um, eternal unfolding of present nows. I explained how the more knowledge one acquires about the world or situations, the more power one has to expect certain outcomes. And this can very well be confused to have some type of karmic force um, controlling everything you do if you subscribe to the notion that you have a conditional free will and that you are not in control of certain aspects of your life. The uncomfortable truth is that karma doesn't exist and you are in control of what um, you do uh, regarding things that happen to your life. And your choices uh, directly pay a part in how uh, you, on basically the outcomes that of the situations that you're in, whatever that may be. So the more knowledge you have about a situation or about the world in general, or, um, you know, the situation you're in, the more power you have to expect certain outcomes. For example, <clears throat> this individual claimed that he had, was experiencing good karma because he found a twin, uh, $200, $200 in a dumpster when he was dumpster diving. So he chose to dumpster dive and he ended up finding $200 and he connected this to finally, you know, all of his hard work paying off, you know, 
finally he found $200, you know, finally getting paid back by all of the good deeds that he's done, um, you know, by the universe. <laughs> or this is because of all the good karma he's racked up. He's found this $200. There's, uh, there's, it's something, there's something very wrong. There's actually multiple things very wrong with thinking this way. And we'll go into that now. Um, so for example, this $200 he claimed he'd found in the dumpster as soon as he desperately needed money to avoid some catastrophe, uh, wouldn't have been such a miraculous discovery had he had known the circumstances beforehand that led it to, uh, getting there at that specific time. With that knowledge, he'd have expected it. Um, knowledge is the powerful phenomenon here, not karma. And so, uh, this is a really, really, a uh, good place to really take some time and think about this. What I'm saying here, um, I'm saying that knowledge is the powerful phenomenon, not, not karma. So even in the situation where this individual, um, found the $200, uh, he found it intuitively. However, um, he would be, <laughs> the power comes, the true power, uh, comes with knowledge. May, like, imagine how much power he'd have if he had knowledge of other, um, higher knowledge of other things that could benefit him. Uh, knowledge is the powerful phenomenon, not karma. Karma is one's faith in accepting what happens to them as good or bad. Um, but knowledge is, is the, is the knowing whether something will benefit you or not, um, and how it will exactly. So knowledge is powerful, uh, not karma. And with, with more knowledge comes more, um, more good outcomes because with knowledge, you can know the good and the bad, um, and then you can make choices on how you want to deal with them. You'll feel more in control. You'll feel less um, like you need to rely on like the concept of karma. So again, I'll say knowledge is the powerful phenomenon here, not karma. He was ignorant of it. Uh, being ignorant of the facts of a situation or a process can make any occurrence seem magical. This isn't rocket science just simple logic with zero superstition, okay? If he finds these things happening more often, he may just be more naturally intuitive than others. Secondly, karma implies objective morality, another falsehood that cannot be. Morality is subjective and morality is not written in the fabric of the universe and propelled by some outer godly force. There is no objective good or bad. What's positive for me could be negative for another, and who's to decide what is what in each situation? In the case of the $200, his luck could have been another's misfortune. The mo money uh, originated somewhere. It didn't magic itself into the dumpster exclusively for him to find. 
a better tool, in, in my humble opinion, to gauge morality and ethics would be a Nietzschean uh, will to power. In summary, it would be this question. Will this action inhibit another's will to power? That is the question I feel like summarizes Nietzschean will to power. And in my opinion, this is a better tool to gauge morality and ethics than karma, which relies a complete faith um, in something outside of yourself. See, you're taking the blame and putting it on the universe rather than taking your will and putting the responsibility onto yourself and your actions. Um, so, will this power, sorry, will this action inhibit another's will to power? Um, and when we say will to power, we, we mean will this action keep someone else from reaching there, being able to exact a similar action? Or um, does it directly hurt somebody? Does it keep somebody else from being free? Does it infringe on anyone else's freedoms? To live harmoniously and elevate humanity as a whole, we must all exercise our full will to power without inhibiting another's will to power. This will result in a net positive liberty. And I'll definitely cover uh, what I mean by a positive liberty uh, in another episode if you stick with me um, throughout the weeks. And positive liberty, I feel like it's a good topic because right now we're living in a society that is wholly uh, compelled with negative liberty. Negative liberty is how our society is defined. It is how our society continues to operate. So, there is no power outside oneself rewarding ill-defined good actions and punishing further ill-defined bad actions. There's only actions one takes with his or her willpower. And again, this is another uh, uncomfortable truth, another hard pill to swallow. Um, me, personally, I love, actually, is that show me logically that I have power and it's not um, locked away and unattainable and only uh, exacted by some all-powerful god that I'll never attain the power or knowledge to even understand. I know that knowledge is knowable just because our consciousness shows and displays that we are able to evolve mentally almost to an infinite degree, that there is no bounds to the uh, proliferation of our minds, or the power of our minds. And will is something that is a very non-dimensional mental process. So this includes our will. There is no um, limit to the proliferation of our will. Um, the only limit would be that that is uh, oppression from another body, another person, another entity. Um, and really, if we if we claim karma to be an entity, karma is oppressing the wills 
of power of everyone who believes in it, everyone who subscribes to that thought. And that's the point, because they wanted to push a conditional free will to people. They wanted to control the actions of people. They didn't want people making their own choices. They wanted to control a group of people. So there's only actions um, that one takes with his or her willpower. There is no power outside oneself rewarding good actions or bad actions. Um, Whether you are inhibiting another's will should be the question you ask when addressing morals. Karma doesn't exist. Power, control, or repeated excess requires knowledge and will. Not luck, not faith, or karma. And again, with these concepts, I like to repeat them so they really stick with someone. So, uncomfortable truth number one. Karma does not exist. What does exist, though, is knowledge. And that is where the true power lies. So, power, control, or repeated success requires knowledge and will. Not luck, faith, or karma. And finally, there's a good chance something doesn't exist if it can't be clearly defined. Um, and and I'll elaborate on that. Um, the fellow often redacted my statement that karma doesn't exist by telling me every action has an equal or opposite reaction. To which I would respond that this point is valid for physical phenomena, okay? If you're going to use a a physics term, like a physics phenomena, then it's valid for physical phenomena, okay? Uh, Every action has an equal or opposite reaction. He tried to apply this to karma. Uh, If you're going to give physical attributes to karma, then you will have to define what karma is ontologically, okay? Where is karma contained? What is karma's mass? Does karma have a dimensional existence at all? Is it an entity? Uh, Does karma have consciousness? Does karma have a body? Does karma have a mind? The individual, of course, couldn't define karma physically, or even metaphysically for that matter. Even though he wanted to attribute to karma a phenomenon of physics and didn't realize that karma is actually a metaphysical phenomenon, that ultimately doesn't exist. So what are your thoughts on karma? Join us online where we want to create a community that seeks uncomfortable truths. Be willing to debate and discuss your own insights on life. This has been the first episode of a weekly series. We will feature my poetry, poetry of others, philosophical discussion, psychological discussion, and even mathematical discussion. Really, no topic is safe. I will be even bringing in guests. I hope to create an interactive community with you all, and thank you for tuning in. 
I'm Kai, the Tortured Orator, and if you want to support me, my written work, and this podcast, join me on patreon.com forward slash tortured. You can find my debut book of poetry on Amazon. Just type in Searching by the Tortured Orator. Speaker of love and light, take listen. The darkest beacon of our right shall glisten. Unbright, unheard, unword, no matter. Barred souls in captivity watch reality shatter. Nebrit illusion thus far is held. Through our will to power of sight shall weld. A schism that holds no part of our creation, apart from the relation of its own realization. The whole is exponentially greater than its parts, locked in deep unconscious and lonely severed hearts. Stark and dark without need of the senses, the eyes providing only muddled glimpses, the ears providing such carnal delight, skin with a place for a serpent's bite, tongues that talk and teeth that chatter, with thoughts but really there is no matter.